the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. This is Tim Albright with AV Nation, a look at the women of AV. Uh, I am your host with us today to talk about her journey is Ebony Green. Welcome, ma'am. Hey, thank you. Uh, you and I got to be connected through a, a mutual friend, Alicia Henley, so I'm very glad that she that she connected us. Um, when we when we start here, um, we kind of take a look at, at kind of where you ended up in, in the industry. Um, it's a common question. Uh, a lot of folks will, you know, sitting around a, a, a trade show booth or a, a bar in, in the, the hotel lobby, you know, how did you get in the industry? A lot of folks come through through music. A lot of folks come through theater. A lot of times you just fell into it. Uh, so so the question is, is from Ebony, what how did you get in, involved in the AV? I think the answer is all of those. Okay. Um, I'll start with I kind of fell into it. Um, so both of my degrees are actually in audio production. I have a Bachelor of Arts from Howard University in um, audio production and then a Master of Fine Arts from Middle Tennessee State University in electronic communications and recording arts and technologies. So I'm actually a mix engineer by trade. I haven't touched a board in years. I have no desire to do so. Um, but when I graduated or probably a few weeks before I graduated, I found myself at someone's house helping him literally connect his MacBook Pro to like a, a Digi O2 or something like that. Like he couldn't yeah. figure it out. And I just did the things and, you know, and someone else was there who happened to be the cousin of uh, international artists. So he was like, I've never seen a woman do that. Literally put the course together. And two weeks later, I was in Sweden on tour as a mix engineer um, uh, with this artist. Um, and from there, I um, uh, finished my grad school work, did some advertising, realized the opportunities that existed in um, event production um, and, and content creation and built a, a production company. So right now I own two entities. Uh, one is strategic communications for the public sector, and the second one is this event production firm um, for uh, the private sector. I, I love the fact that because she said DG002, and so those of you who are not paying attention at home, um, those are for those of us who who are old school Pro Tools uh, uh, lovers, and God love you for for putting that together because and, and bringing that up because that that warms an old radio guy's heart. Um, because, because that's exactly what we used to, to interface with, um, between an analog board and, and our pro tools rigs. Uh, so mm. when, when you kind of ha had that path and, and, and Sweden's a different, you know, a, a different environment than, than the States, right. Um, Ebony, you're, you're a woman of color. You're also a woman, right? So, so what sort of, of hurdles or, or barriers, um, did you come up against in the, in the industry? So I think my hurdles and barriers are unique. Um, I am a naturally gifted, naturally talented person. And I don't say that in the, in the egotistical way at all. It's just the way my brain works. I can pick up things. I identify gaps. I fill them. I create solutions. It's a thing. 
Um, but the, the hurdles are just because I know how to do it doesn't mean I know all of the steps that it took to do it, right? Like, so once I went to summer school for math, teacher called me up to the board, I was asleep. <laughs> I woke up, solved the problem, like walked up to the board, looked at the problem and solved it and like tried to go back to my seat. She was like, you didn't show your steps. And I don't, I didn't know what the steps are. How does that present itself um, in the AV industry? So I'm in Sweden. I'm, I'm on tour with this artist. Um, I'm, I'm doing these huge events and people walk up to me because I'm doing the thing and ask me a very technical question. How does the something hook up to the something? How does the boom de boom hook up to the wob the wob? I don't know. I just, I could just do it. Right. And so some of the, um, some of the, um, hurdles I've experienced are because I very often can do not garner the respect of those who have spent 20, 25 years, um, perfecting their craft because I'm an owner. What I do is go in and look around and say, what can be done here? What does not exist here? Um, and then I am, um, um, boo-booed or hush-hushed because I don't have the certifications or I don't have the things, um, but that's because I'm a visionary. Um, and then I'm, because I am able to get these really cool projects and do these really cool things, I'm able to bring on board and build teams of the experts and those who carry the expertise and, and understand the steps. Um, but sometimes I'm kind of and many times I've been elbowed out or even, you know, backs turned to me because I don't, I didn't come the traditional way. I didn't come the right way. I didn't follow all the steps. And so you don't deserve to be here. Um, I spoke at uh, a VIXA a, a, a couple months ago. Of course, it was a not, you know, not a lot of people were there. But what I was told several times was the topic that I chose and the topic that I was I presented of all the topics that were there were one of it was one of three that was actually sold out. And so um, being able to to come in to an industry or come into a place and not look like anyone else, um, not operate like anyone else, not speak like anyone else, um, and then do something good, but sometimes have that be the one thing that I do because people will not, or the, the systems that be will not allow me to enter into the machine because I don't qualify to be in the machine. That's a hurdle. Um, and, and you know, the, the good part about it is I'm able to be very choosy and picky about the projects that I take on. Um, the, 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 I don't, I don't like calling it a bad part. Maybe the challenge is that, um, it's, it's more difficult to build, uh, a, a contract machine or that steady, uh, revenue stream that most business owners would want, which is again, why I have two businesses. <laughs> yeah. Talk for a second about, about that, that, that getting into the, the machine. How, how are you able to to overcome some of those hurdles or, or can you, cause it, what, what you're, what you're saying here and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it almost sounds like you, you sometimes get pigeonholed into one lane. Like th this is what we know Ebony does. This is what she should do. She should not deviate one way or the other. And when you try, you know, how do you get out of, out of that, that area where, where folks see you as one thing and this is what they know you for. But when you start, start uh, expanding, right. Uh, and, and, and branching out, how do you kind of break out of some of those molds? Well, it's less about being pigeonholed and more about being 
not being visible, not being yeah. um, not being seen as a part of the, yeah. the whole that exists. Um, the reason that I, I, I went away from pigeonholed is because usually when people come to me, they're saying, we want to do this thing that hasn't been done before. I know who can do it. Ebony can do it. Ebony can figure it out. Ebony will have the ideas that can do it. So, so how, how do I keep from, um, um, uh, being sidelined, if you will, um, the best form of marketing is still word of mouth. And so with the projects that we do, um, my team and I just make sure that we do our baseline is excellence. You know, we're, we're, we're doing just above and beyond. And what happens is people say, we see what you did here. We see what you did for this brand. We see what you did for this tour. We see what you did for this organization. We want you to come and do it for us. Now, I, there's, there's some magical and mythical contract machine or all these huge production companies know exactly what's happening and when it's happening or what's happening. One day I'll have access to it. I don't have it right now. Um, so what I do have access to is my portfolio of very pleased clients um, who um, make sure that when they hear of other people who may have a similar need, um, they recommend me. And that's that's what we're doing for now until um, we have access to the machine and can infiltrate the machine and use the machine as a tool uh, to continue to grow the company. When you talk about um, the, the, the contract machine, there are certain elements. There are you know, obviously you have big business and, and there are folks that are kind of long ingrained in there. If there's somebody listening to this that is part of that, that wants to help, how do they do that? Like, how do they reach out? Not necessarily specifically to you, you, obviously, reach out specifically to you, but how do they help in general to get people um, who are, you know, part of a minority or part of, you know, not not, not the traditional um, thinking process even? Such a great question. I, I love that question. Um, I'm a bit of a storyteller. I hope you don't, I hope you don't. No, that, yeah. um, one of uh, our clients is Salesforce. And um, they wanted us to do some, uh, it's like, it was a combination of event production and strategic comm for one of their brands, their international brands. We were up against huge companies, like <laughs> huge. And we ended up being, uh, of the five people that got shortlisted, we ended up being number three um, or tied for number two, somewhere around there. Uh, but... So he said, sorry, I wish it had worked out. I said, as a little pushback, I said, you know what would be helpful is if you allowed us or prompted the company that won to allow us to subcontract for them so that we could learn on the ground what a contract or opportunity of this magnitude of this size looks like, how it works, how it feels, how it functions. If larger companies or companies who are familiar with the wheel, familiar with the machine, familiar with the industry, um, and are kind of tired of it being the same thing over and over, invite in to your meetings, to your strategic planning, um, to your pitches, to your proposals, make part of your team uh, organizations or entities that um, are doing something differently and can be a value add to you, that's one of the things that we're doing now. I, you know, even though I'm talking about the machine, uh, my partner and I are saying, 
really, we just kind of want to be behind the scenes. We know that what we do uh, is not only a value add, but it's it's an industry leader. And what we want is for people to sell what we do. We'll just be your back end. We'll execute yeah. for you. Um, you you know you take our stuff, and you know we'll we'll wear your we'll wear your shirts. We don't care. You know, but, you know, sell our stuff so that we can understand how it works, how the inside works and how and how we need to build our team for performance, for metrics, for scale, um, build our, you know, build every aspect of the org chart so that it works within the system. So the answer to your question is, you know, you know, the question is, how do how do people help? And the answer is put put us on your team, um, make us part of your world so that we can understand and grow within the world. Yeah, so that's such a good such a good answer, and you're, and you're right. And, and some of that is, is as I've learned over the years of, of trying to to be more inclusive in, in kind of our our you know the folks that we have on our, our weekly uh, programs is some of that's also intentional, right? Yeah. That's an intentional decision, um, sure. because you know if if you if you look like me, right, you 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 get into a rut. I I have found, um, and so you you have to be intentional in, in that. Um, one of the things that we ask folks is is take a look and um, at your your retirement party, which you are are, are nowhere near that. Um, <laughs> but when when you retire, when you when you lay this down and you go wherever it is you want to go, um, what do you want to see ha have changed in the industry? Another incredible question. Um, a few years ago, I was talking to someone about bringing more women into the industry, showing them the opportunities. As a kid, I was not playing with Barbie dolls. I was playing sometimes touch football, sometimes tackle football, <laughs> climbing trees and things like that, which is, you know, neither here nor there. No. Um, but uh, the, the point is, I would have loved to have known that there was a, a job where I could climb ladders and put lights in ceilings um, and hang speakers and um, just do all of the cool things that people don't even see. Um, and so what I wanted was to build an organization that introduced um, girls and young women to um, opportunities that they probably, probably didn't even know existed. I've been behind the scenes at networks and things like that. And to see the hundreds of people that it takes to do what looks very simple when you walk in the door or when you watch it on the television or on a screen, it was it's it's enthralling. So I I, I I do that on both sides of my businesses. On the on the strategic communication side, we work with a lot of engineers, we're doing a lot of water and transportation infrastructure, um, storytelling. I want more people to know what it takes to get water delivered to your tap, you know, how do we tell that story and how do we introduce those people to those careers in the same way, what I want by the time I retire um, from both places is for more people to know what opportunities exist that they would not have had access to if somebody didn't tell the story of what happens behind the scenes and profile the people and expose them to career opportunities that they wouldn't have known unless somebody said, I'm going to tell this story so more people know about it. So when I lay down, when I lay it down, when I sell it, when I give it away to my, you know, legacy or whatever, I want more people 
to know and to be a part of the industries that have been silent, for, I think, for, for way too long. I think I know what, 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 what at least what one of your answers will be on this. But but the second part of that question is, is how do you how do you, Ebony, uh, affect that change? I think it's through intentionality, like you said. Um, from the time I walked into what would be my career, I was always looking around to see how I could bring more people in. As a matter of fact, that's what my network knows me for. When I get an opportunity, it's an opportunity for me to bring more people into that opportunity. Um, it's, you know, I have an organization, I have a nonprofit. Um, it's called the Determined Fund. And I am determined, I'm going to use the money that comes in to expose people to pathways and to roadmaps um, into places that they had not considered before. Um, and so if, I think if everyone had this sense of intentionality, you know, obviously we're in business to generate revenue, we're in, okay. in, in business to create lifestyles for ourselves. But I think if we thought about it more deeply, um, it could be bigger than us, um, not just for legacy to leave a company for someone, but a legacy that ex that opens doors and creates pathways uh, for more people. So um, the the concise the concise answer is intentionality. It is continuing to to create ways um, and create even ways for my partners to uh, allow to make sure that someone is accountable for bringing people in that are underrepresented, um, that don't have opportunities, that don't have access, and not just show them uh, how they can get in, but prepare them. One of the things um, as a business owner that uh, has been one of my biggest frustrators is people say, I walked you to the door, you know, it's on you from here, you did not tell me what was behind this door. You didn't tell me what the expectations were behind this door. You didn't tell me who I was going to be meeting with, what questions they were going to ask. Did you expect me to just tap dance when I walked through the door? Like, there is there is the accountability that I'm talking about is this um, preparation. Uh, there are door openers, but the best door openers are the ones who walk you to the door. And as they're walking you to the door, are preparing you for what's on the other side of the door. So when you walk through the door, um, you're prepared to take on whatever it is on the other side of that door. And that's that's what I want to see. That's what I want my legacy to be. That right there is is a incredible place to leave it because I got nothing else there. Uh, Ebony, <laughs> Ebony Green, anything else I say is just going to be stupid. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, if somebody wants to connect with you, uh, how do they do that? Um, they can email me, um, and I'll give you my email address, and hopefully they can put it on the lower third. Yep. Uh, or um, go to my website and fill out that contact form. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone with questions, answers, suggestions, anything. All right, very good. Ebony Green, thank you so much. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find this program. You'll find the links to her website and her email uh, on there as well. Uh, and a whole lot other. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv.